Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it is Sunday, September 24th. Yeah, 24th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. This episode is a little bit off of the way I usually present Think for Yourself, but not so off that there's no connection to what I normally do. Because what I normally do is try to highlight something in the news or more than one something, find a common thread, and then share with you what I think is the highest possible way to look at what's going on in our lives so that we can turn it into something that is both positive and personally helpful. And that will happen here too on this episode. But what will first happen is a look at what I've been doing over the last few days and why it has laid the foundation for what I will ultimately conclude is the best path forward for each of us in the time that we're living in. I've been reading two books over the past few days. One is Science and the Akashic Field, and it's written by Irvin Laszlo. Laszlo was a Hungarian philosopher of science. He was also a systems theorist And originally, he started out life as a classical pianist at a very young age, but he went on to pursue what started out as a hobby and later became the mission of his life, which is to understand as much as he could about life, about the quality of how we live it and its origins. And ultimately, he advocated what was called the theory of quantum consciousness. So let me talk to you just a little bit about that theory. Mechanistic physics has always taught us that the mere fact of observing something makes it change, right? We've had all kinds of experiments that show us that when electrons are observed, uh, prior to that, they exist in what's called a state of potentiality. But once a human observes it, it chooses one of those many potentialities and it takes a particular path, so to speak. So fundamentally, everything exists in a potential state with an endless possibility of choices until it's observed. And once observed, the mere fact of observation causes one of those possibilities to become selected and become, in essence, the reality. Behind all of that, there has been a belief that what exists beyond all that is a vacuum. But it's not really a vacuum, according to Laszlo and others that he studied. It's more of a plenum. And a plenum is something where all potentiality exists, where everything comes together or originates from. And in fact, in this plenum of quantum consciousness, Laszlo said, it is where all that ever has been or all that ever will be exists. This plenum is comprised of one thing, and that is pure consciousness. Now, let's hold on to that idea of pure consciousness, and let me talk about the other book. The other book is called The Power of Awareness, and it's written by Neville Goddard. 
Goddard was a Barbadian New Thought author and also a mystic. He wrote about the Bible. He wrote about esotericism, esotericism, and he's considered to be one of the pioneers of the law of assumption. Now, you may not have heard of the law of assumption, but you have heard of the law of attraction. I personally think the law of attraction, which became highly popular, highly commercialized, promoted by Oprah Winfrey and the movie The Secret, the book The Secret, personally, I think is a watered down version for marketability and exploitative purposes, is really, it's based upon Goddard's law of assumption. So here's the law of assumption. It has three parts. It's based on the idea that your imagination creates your reality. So if you imagine your desires, you can manifest them into 3D physical reality. To use the law of assumption, and this is part two, you assume that you already have what you want. So instead of longing for your dream solution or the thing that you want, you imagine what it would feel like to actually have it or live it. And thirdly, you think positively by swapping worst case scenarios for the best, for the best case scenario. And you use affirmations to boost your self-confidence when you feel like you're slipping or you're not heading in the positive direction. Why take the time to talk about science and the Akashic field by Laszlo and quantum consciousness and the power of assumption by Neville Goddard? Well, it's because I've always been fascinated, not always, as long as he's been running for president, I've been fascinated by Donald Trump's approach to everything that happens to him. I have never failed to notice that he always thinks the best. He always sees and talks about and acts in accordance with the outcome he wants. And it seems that no matter what is done to him, no matter what forces are brought upon him, no matter what he is accused of, his vision, his intention, his assumptions, his perspective, his reality is always the one he desires. And in that reality, he is always the victor. Now, so far, you can't fault him because he has sort of pulled this off. So I began to look into where his approach, his philosophical and intellectual approach comes from, or his, let's call it his mental approach. And it turns out it's predominantly Norman Vincent Peale. Norman Vincent Peale, if you don't know who that was, was an American Protestant clergyman, probably best known for popularizing the concept of positive thinking. And he did this through best-selling worldwide record-breaking book, The Power of Positive Thinking. Trump has referred to Norman Vincent Peale as, quote, my pastor, end quote. Peale was, for a long time, pastor at the Marble Collegiate Church in Manhattan. Donald Trump attended that church with his family growing up. In fact, Peel officiated at Trump's first wedding. So let me read you a quote from Norman Vincent Peel. Any fact facing us, however difficult, even seemingly hopeless, is not so important as our attitude toward that fact. 
a confident and optimistic thought pattern can modify or overcome the fact altogether. Right? So Donald Trump, for example, looked out at the mall when he, when he spoke in Washington, D.C., and he said to this day there were a million-plus people there. Well, and that it went all the way back, I think, to the Lincoln Memorial. Well, it didn't go back that deep, and it's questionable that there were a million people, but that was his reality. That's what he saw. And when he talks about drawing the biggest crowds ever, he, in fact, draws the biggest crowds ever when he goes now as he did back in 16 and as he did in 20 on these campaign trail events. I want to contrast that. I want to contrast Donald Trump's psychological, spiritual, if you will, uh, mental approach to reality with that of Barack Obama. Barack Obama's pastor for decades was the Reverend Jeremiah Wright in Chicago. The Reverend Jeremiah Wright preached black liberation theology. He preached collective salvation. Collective salvation is in opposition to the Judeo-Christian concept of personal salvation. Every person has to achieve that for themselves. You can't get it collectively. And Reverend Wright associated with, and to this day, is a friend of the Reverend Louis Farrakhan. The Reverend Louis Farrakhan is an anti-Semite, he is an America hater, he is a black nationalist, and he's a dangerous guy. Let me read you two quotes from Barack Obama's pastor, from Reverend Wright, from his theological mentor. Quote, them Jews ain't going to let him, meaning Obama, talk to me. I told my baby daughter that he'll talk to me in five years when he's a lame duck, or in eight when he's out of office. They, the Jews, will not let him talk to somebody who calls a spade what it is. I said from the beginning, he's a politician, I'm a pastor. He got to do what politicians do. The second quote is this, white folk done took this country. You're in their home and they're gonna let you know it. You are not now, nor have you ever been, nor will you ever be a brother to white folk. And if you do not realize that, you're in serious trouble. So if we go back and take a look at what Goddard's theory of assumption and Laszlo's quantum consciousness teach us, you can come to understand what happened to America under Barack Obama versus Donald Trump. One, Obama was taught from a consciousness of blaming white people for problems and Jews for controlling the presidency, even when that president is black. Under Obama, race relations in this country degraded at a spectacular rate. The country became polarized and everything became about race. The other, Donald Trump, was taught from a consciousness of positivity and creating the desired outcome. Under Trump, America prospered, people felt heard, and the quality of life and the financial situation and the business opportunities for growth improved statistically mostly for minorities and women. So I've been thinking about how each one of us may want to choose to live our lives. Because to me, outcomes are indicative 
of how a process or how a plan or how an agenda work. And the outcomes of the Obama administration and the outcomes of the Biden administration, actually, compared with the outcomes of the Trump administration, speak volumes about how the process that was used to get to those outcomes effectively got there and to whose benefit. So let me go back to thinking about how each one of us may want to choose to live our lives. I would say, choose positivity. Focus on the highest and best outcome. Reject all thoughts of impossibility or fear or division and transcend everything and anything that says otherwise. Do not internalize failure, but instead aspire to succeed. And I'm not talking about monetary success, although there's nothing wrong with it. I'm talking about succeeding at creating a world where there is harmony instead of division, where there is harmony instead of dissonance, where there is harmony instead of hate, where there is harmony instead of blame. Because look, let's go back again to the law of assumption and quantum consciousness. And this that I'm about to share is probably the most stunning realization I have had in a very long time. It's this. If consciousness exists independent of the material world, if it exists in that plenum, if it exists as the location or the frequency or the plenum, of everything that is possible, of all potentiality. And if what's in that plenum is in fact pure consciousness, then everything that comes into material being, everything that manifests in physical matter, even energy, comes from the thought or the imagination, the creative manifestation out of all that potentiality. That includes me. That includes you. It includes us because we exist within that consciousness as an imaginary being. Imagine not being fiction, but being potential. We exist in that plenum, in that pure state of potentiality until consciousness makes a choice. And the choice it makes, and I'll make this very personal so that it's perhaps the most easily understood, among other things, it made a choice to create a body containing the consciousness or the aspect of consciousness called Carol. I come out of that sea of potentiality as this individual, Carol, who is sustained perpetually as long as I'm in this physical container I am sustained by that consciousness. And it constantly animates me within this body. If I am animated by it, if it's what gives me life and continues to give me life as long as I'm in the body and as long as consciousness is imagining this or projecting this Carol body, then I'm connected to it and I'm a part of it. And if I'm connected to it and I am a part of it, even if it's just a fraction of that consciousness, 
then I have access to it. And if I have access to consciousness, if I have access to a substance that has the ability to think it so, to imagine it into being, then I will assume that the highest outcome is already potentially awaiting my attention and my intention for it to show up in the material world. And so can you. You can do the same thing. The practical application of everything I've just shared is this. Everything going on around us right now, every day, it has been for a while and it will continue for a while because we are in a, an extraordinary state of inflection or flexion rather and an extraordinary state of transition and an extraordinary state of potential growth. Again, there's that word potential, right? So out of all of the potentiality that exists for our future, for your future, for my personal future, for all of our personal futures, of all of that potentiality, use your connection to consciousness. Use that animating force within you to rise above and beyond all the material world, all the bad news, all the scary stuff, and plug in to where there is pure consciousness and select the outcome that is the highest good for you. Select what you want to see. Nourish it. Encourage it. Dwell on it. And I would say, and it will offend many, but if you want to see how it works, watch Donald Trump. Take a look at what he's been able to do. Whether for him it was Norman Vincent Peale and the way Peale explained it or preached it, so be it. For me, it is an understanding of the law of assumption combined with quantum consciousness and everything we know in science about pure potentiality and selecting an outcome. The observer affects the outcome with the observer's consciousness. Be the observer. Bring to the moment the consciousness you want to apply to the outcome you want to see. That's how we survive the chaos, and that's how we create a better future for ourselves, for humanity, for the cosmos. Thanks for listening. In a couple more hours, I head into Yom Kippur. It is the holiest day in the Jewish year. It is a day of fasting, prayer, repentance, and for me, it will be a focus on what it is I want to do going forward with this new knowledge that I have. I'm looking forward to it all. And I wish you all a week, a month, a year, a lifetime of creativity and peace. I'm Carol Gold. Thanks for listening. I'll be back here again next Sunday. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.